Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet machine tubes. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook. No, that's not true. Zuckerberg. TexasFootball.com, YouTube, or Twitch. Always like those better anyway. Yeah, me too. Legitimately. <laughs> or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Oh, oh why are you okay. laughing at me already? This is, this, is, this is not fair to you, and I recognize that. I want to be very clear oh, from no. the outset. This is not fair to you. I'm about to get burned, aren't I? No, it's not. It's not that. So I've been listening to a podcast. It's really good. It's really good. Is this your crime one you tweeted mm-hmm. about? Okay. It's called Your Own Backyard. Okay. And it is about, uh, in 1996, I want to say, uh, at Cal Poly, there was a, um, a girl named Kristen Smart who, was, um, who disappeared. Like she just disappeared. Okay. They think they know. They think they have a suspect. I'm not over with stuff like that. Anyway, I, I don't know where this is going. All I'm saying is that the only way that they've ever described her is like tall and blonde. <laughs> and then I looked over at you and I was like, Ah! I found her. She's right here. I've been listening to about her the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even alive in '96. So don't worry. Say, <laughs> yeah. It's not me. <laughs> you don't gotta rub it in. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021. 38 days till Thanksgiving giving happy birthday oh gosh okay big birthday to you and happy 40th birthday oh to you and i's mutual colleague this is true birthday to david murphy hey there you go happy birthday murph uh episode 1263 over the hill let me me go through this and then i'll give you a very quick david murphy story okay um on today's show guys we've got monday morning fallout overreacting the football weekend we will be joined by the head coach of the houston westside wolves coach jamal mason will join us they had a big win last week over houston heights we're going to talk about it they are and they're heading into the big one with houston lamar and 
an opportunity to make a little bit of history. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. In the back half of the show, we will unveil this week's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press High School Football Rankings exclusively live here on Texas Football Today. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. Um, it was Chase Burnett, Josh Chapa, Tony Blaylock, and Ryan Smiga. Welcome in. You move over fellas. to YouTube. You get a little bit of uh, a Yeah, a little okay. flux there. An extremely quick David Murphy story. Okay. So, I, as you know, I'm a giant Rangers fan. Yes. And so... Uh, there was a little bit of crossover. There's always a little bit of overlap from the end of Rangers season to the beginning of the high school uh, football. High school football season. Mm-hmm. And so they were if like Rangers were playing a night game in Oakland and stuff. And of course we have the Friday night stuff. And so I went to, um, and so I went over to um, the, the other studio, the, the studio, mm-hmm. and it was um, Rick Renner was there. He was doing Rangers. Mm-hmm. It might have been Dana Larson, whoever. And then it was like Mark McElmore, who I've met before. And mm-hmm. then it was also David Murphy, who had just, I believe, started doing Ranger stuff. Like yes. He, he was. He started when I was interning just like 20, that 2019. 2019, mm-hmm. yeah. He started, started pretty early. Anyway, all that's to say, I went over to David Murphy. I went over and, you know, introduced myself. And I said, hey, you know, I'm one of the high school football guys. And I said, I, I just got to tell you, you are my mom's all time favorite <laughs> Ranger. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, I get that a lot. I know. <laughs> Big mom energy. Do you know what it is? It's because he's like, he's a nice guy. He's yeah. a Baylor boy. Like, he's like, he's very, like, he's, clean cut. He's who you take home to meet yeah. your mom type nice of guy. Yeah. guy. And he's always, like, extremely, like, polite in interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You never hear anything bad about, about David him. Murphy. No. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, happy birthday, David Murphy. Happy birthday, Murph. <clears throat> Pickle, hit the arrow sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fall. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend and what an overreaction weekend it is. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, do it with defense. I think this happens every year. And and maybe somebody can go back and just listen to the previous five iterations of this week in Monday morning fallout and and see if I just say this every week. Every time. <laughs> pull up the receipts. This time of year, mm-hmm. it really feels like this is when defenses start taking center stage. Yes. I think in the begin I think in the in the early part of the season which, uh, that you see offenses and we kind of go gaga over the offensive numbers. Now when you start talking about uh contenders we start focusing on the teams with defense Mm -hmm. which is strange right because we normally say that offenses are the teams that are the units that take a little bit of time a little bit of seasoning to Mm -hmm. get going and yet one thing i was struck by this week was just how many teams won their games won big time games with defense you were at one of them yes you were at munster and winthors munster wins 16 to 8 and um a really dominating defensive performance that mm-hmm. Winthorpe got got two points off of safety, mm-hmm. and then basically Munster got two touchdown runs from Colton Deckard. Mm-hmm. Well, it was one large explosive play that won the game. That was it. It was like that eighty-three yard run. That was it. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Everything else was the other thing. That game went by super quick, right. so it, every possession legitimately mattered when it came to the defense. Right. So they end up getting a huge win. Munster gets a huge win over Munster or Winthorpe rather. They do it. <laughs> They did not beat themselves. They do it on defense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's talk about another big game. Frisco and Denison. Mm-hmm. Frisco beats Denison 28-14, slowing down one of the more explosive running attacks in the state with what? Defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game we were watching on uh, our watch-along, Vandegrift and Cedar Ridge. Mm-hmm. Cedar Ridge, uh, oh, Vandegrift completely snuffed out 
Cedar Ridge's attack. Mm-hmm. And and really and really that game was they scored with what? In the fourth quarter. Yes. It was twenty eight nothing or thirty five nothing or something like that. And then they scored in the fourth quarter. Yep. To, as, like as, as soon a little as bit it of started. Dressing, yep. Right? Uh what about Side Park and Bridgeland? Yeah. Okay. As much as we go gaga over Side Park's offense, which is fun, kind of a wing tee, they throw the ball a lot out mm-hmm. of it, blah, 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 blah. The defense is what ended up winning that game. And I know Connor Wigman didn't play in that game, but I, I don't know if it would have mattered. I think the Side Park defense was doing it. What Ryder, what would uh, uh, Ryder and Lubbock Cooper. Cooper did? Two outstanding defenses going at it. In the end, Cooper's able to make a couple of extra stops and win the game. Mm-hmm. Those, to me, that is, to me, the separation of true contenders right now. And um, that is one thing that, that I think I'm focusing on right now is, is mm-hmm. whose defense is starting to play at that championship caliber. Well, and we always say, too, defense travels. You know, Absolutely. defense is able to travel. And when you start getting into these weeks of the season and, you know, you don't have that necessarily, like, electrifying playoff rush every time you walk out there. So it's kind of like that midseason drag of going, okay, a couple more weeks here, let's get it done. And that's what defenses do. Right. So my first big thought is do it with defense. Second big thought. Different ends of the G5 spectrum. Boy, howdy, is this accurate. <laughs> I think, as far as group of five teams in the state of Texas are concerned, you really have the haves and the have-nots, and there's not a whole lot of middle right now. Here are the teams. In the, so there are seven teams, in, the, in seven group of five teams, group of five teams in the in the state of Texas, right? Houston, they were idle, but they have that one loss in the year and have looked great ever since, right? SMU, undefeated. They were idle, no notes for them. UTSA, big win over Rice, yeah. dominating victory, undefeated, 7-0, and now ranked. How about the, that? The nationally ranked UTSA Roadrunners. Meep, meep. <laughs> and UTEP, who is so used to being on the other part of this conversation, UTEP, I wish, pull, I wish you'd pull the clip. I said on I said on Friday, <laughs> I called him. I said, they're going to win. They're going to beat Louisiana Tech. And sure enough, they do. They were absolutely outstanding. And the UTEP Miners are 6-1. and one. They're bowl eligible, right? So you got those three. Or those four, rather. And then you've got the other three. And they are, they are, in, G, they are in, they're in G5 hell mm-hmm. is what they are. Rice loses to UTSA. Mm-hmm. Now, Rice is obviously a different situation, and that's always going to be a build. And I don't, I think that that says more about how good UTSA is than mm-hmm. it says about Rice. But they also got shut out. But at the end of the day, you are what your record says you are, mm-hmm. and they are not very good right now. Mm-mm. And and Coach Bloomgren's got to do something to turn that thing around. Texas State, Texas State in a game they could have had against Troy. Yep. And they have not been able to finish, and 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 I think there's no way to describe what uh, what's going on down, down there in San Marcos, aside from calling it disappointing. Mm-hmm. And there's North Texas. God, um, and this we was, could not this was believe Friday when we night. looked at halftime, and it was forty-two to seven. This is Friday night. Um, it is it is really pretty astonishing how quickly that program has gone from. Like Conference USA contender, mm-hmm. like a team, a team we were talking about in the same way that we talk about UTSA right now, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, man, they're fun. Like, ah, rank them, rank North Texas. Yeah. Like, they're fun. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, at like, least throw them twenty-five or twenty-four. Yeah, get some you know? also receiving votes, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. To now, genuinely, 
awful. The worst team in Texas? Yeah. The worst FBS team in Texas? I mean, it's it's a head-to-head with Rice. We'll see what happens when they play Rice. In Texas State, certainly, they're not going to play Texas State, but that's certainly in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But the, the the downfall has been swift, and I I. I just don't. I you just don't see how Seth Luttrell survives. It. No, you cannot. You can't blame this on losing Mason Fine either. Like no. the the one player if should one, not make for a torrential downfall. Let's, let, let's put it this way: if it was all hinging on one player, uh huh, that is even more damning. Yes, about what's going on up there. Absolutely. Um, and I just I don't see. I don't think is Ren Baker still the AD. He is. I don't think Ren Baker is going to fire. Seth Luttrell in the middle of the season. No. Uh, they've they, The last coach they did have, they did fire in the middle of the season. Yep. It was after a loss to a Portland State. Dan McCarney, State. when they got beat by 60 by Portland State, State. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is not that, but I can't see how, uh, when Black Monday comes, mm-hmm. his name will be on it. Yep, absolutely. I, just, I, can't, I can't see Well, it. And I just don't, if, if you go up against a team that is like war, Obviously, Marshall's in the upper echelon of Conference USA teams. But if he, if you go up against a Rice or a Southern Miss and you are down forty-two to seven, he might get called at that point. But you know, okay, okay yeah. I think I think he makes it to the end of the season. But there, I hear what you're saying. There is a thing that could happen. I hear what you're saying, but Marshall's not that good. No, they're not. Anyway, there's three big thoughts. Or I'm sorry, thought number three. That was thought number two. I got <laughs> Reel it back. <laughs> thought number two: stretch run. Three. Thought number three. Thought number three. Stretch run. Come on, coffee. Work. Pickle, I don't know if you realize this. Okay. Right here, mm-hmm. right now, where we're sitting, in this moment, at this spot in the space-time continuum. Okay. We're at the exact midway point of the Texas high school football season. You are exactly right. We're heading we into are, week nine. We are through eight as weeks. We are as close to week one as we are two state championships at AT&T Stadium. And so now we have three weeks to decide everything. Who's getting in to set the brackets? We have a pretty good idea of a number of teams that are going. I think Allen's probably going to make the playoffs. You know what? Hot take. Hot take alert. They may have already clinched, actually. I think they did. They may have. Uh, Or they may need, like, one of the teams that's, like, winless in district to lose one more game or something. Anyway, neither here nor there. They functionally clinched. But what's going to be interesting now is that we are going to, we may, you may find us focusing on games that maybe are off your radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Those because, three, four seeds. Because we're talking about three seeds, we're talking about four seeds, we're talking about team, we're talking about, um, we're talking about games that are going to end up shaping the bracket uh, on the fringes, right? Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good idea of where Carthage is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Well, I'm, what I'm interested in is who's the fourth seed out of that out of District Ten. Mm-hmm. Those are the things we're going to be focusing on, and so as a result, this stretch run here is going to be a lot of filling in those those outer gaps. Which is funny because, like, even scheduling videographers, I've had some some guys suggest like, "Oh, what about this top game?" And I'm like, "But they're going to beat them by 50. Let's send you to a little bit lower of a game, right. so that way we can see who wins that and know who's getting in the playoffs." Exactly <laughs> right. So, uh, those are my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for. Crosby quarterback Siren Miles. Um, if you buried Crosby um, a while ago, like Shame. I get it. You lost. They lost their first two games to Manville and to um, uh, who's this? To Manville and to uh, Carthage. But they figured it out. And Siren Miles went nuts. Two thirty-seven, three touchdowns passing, seventy yards, and two touchdowns rushing. He was a monster for them. They figured it out. It's the helmet sticker for Siren Miles. 
a helmet sticker for the UTEP defense. I watched almost all of this game, <laughs> okay? Because I'm a sicko. Mm-hmm. I'm a sicko. Guys, guys, UTEP's defense is, like, genuinely good. Yeah. Like, it's not a fluke. No. It's not that they're playing bad teams. <clears throat> Their defense makes plays. Yeah. They swarm. They've got good size on them, too. Their defense is not just like... I don't... This UTEP team is not a fluke in general. Not, you can't fluke your way to bowl eligibility. No. Not after only playing seven, seven games, games, too. You know, like, that's not a fluke. Anyway. Helmstecker, UTEP defense. Bowl eligible minors. Yeehaw. Picks up. Save me that shirt, Coach Neely. <laughs> and a helmet sticker to Tyler athlete Derek McFall. Three carries... 68 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He had a 16-yard catch and an 84-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for Cujo, uh, for uh, Derek McFall, uh, the Tyler athlete. A helmet sticker for him. Three teams to watch. Not sure if you're paying a ton of attention to what's going on with Deer Park, uh, but Deer Park, uh, I would like to uh, turn your attention to... Uh, they to, beat Doby? To what's going on there. They beat Doby last week. Um, and they get a they get a big win over Doby. They had two losses in the middle right before uh, district play started to Clear Falls and to Beaumont Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have figured it out since in their four zero in district. I think they won the district by beating Doby last week, and they beat them soundly. Yeah, they did. Twenty eight. Keep an eye on Austin Flynn's Deer Park. Whoosh 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 whoosh, coach. Um, so keep it on them. Howard Payne. I'm supposed to say this for my friends. Sting them. Yeah, the Yellow Jackets. Howard Payne is now 6-0. and They have clinched their first winning season since like 2003? That's what did I have this? That's to think about. I, I tweeted this. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll make sure I, 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 don't, I quote myself here. 6-0, um, clinched their first winning season since 2005. Their coach is Jason Bachtel. He was the offensive court. Get this. This is wild. He was the offensive coordinator for Argyle last year. So the 2020 state champion Argyle Eagles. He was their offensive coordinator. He then leaves to go to Howard Payne. This is his second season coaching Howard Payne. Wow. Think about it. He has now coached three seasons in two in like less than a year, basically. That's um, wild. But he's got Howard Payne 6-0, and uh, first winning season since 2005. Sting him. And finally, um, Odom. I was trying to think of who is the who's the least talked about undefeated team in the state. Yeah, there are not a lot of eight no teams, guys. Mm-hmm. Odom's one of them. Okay, they they body Monte Alto. They were much better. They're much better than Monte Alto. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what they've done before. Then mm-hmm. they beat Taft. They beat Banchetti. They're going to win that district. I mean, uh, I mean, they've got a well. Let me let me hold off on that. They got a big game at the end of the year, week ten against Hebronville. That's for the district championship. Mm-hmm. But Odom, Armando Huerta Jr. is doing an unbelievable job with the Owls. Keep an eye on Odom. If you haven't paid attention to what they're doing, they've got something cooking. Three to see. Uh, Frisco and Lovejoy is a game we've been waiting for for a while, ever since we, we thought Lovejoy was going to be pretty good. Frisco made it pretty apparent about three weeks in that they were going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. One of only three battles of unbeatens this year, or this week, along with there's a big private school game, Episcopal School of Dallas plays Houston someone. Houston St. Thomas, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's that. And then Abernathy plays Lubbock Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. But Frisco and Lovejoy is the game of the week, I think, in, in high school football. 
West Virginia and TCU. It's a weird slate of college football this week. Yeah. There's not a huge number. They're not a bunch of huge games. Mm-mm. But this is a real important game, I think, for TCU to get back on track against an offense that can't do much Mm-mm. and get that defense going. And finally, El Dorado and Cristobal. This game's awesome. I'm really excited about this one. Corbin Covarrubias is one of my favorite players in the state at, at uh, El Dorado. He's going to get really tested against his Cristobal defense. So those are three to see. That is Monday Morning Fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Pickle! Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 8, I keep doing that. Yes. Week eight Ozarka <laughs> Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. In 6A, San Antonio East Central, Caden Bosanco hit Jack Stewart for a go-ahead 42-yard touchdown pass with two seconds remaining as the Hornets stunned district rival Converse Judson 30-28, knocking off the Rockets for the first time since 1982. Wow. Were you born then? No. Me neither. Neither were you. (laughs) In 5A, Alito. The Bearcats' district dominance at a new level on Friday, defeating Mansfield Timberview 35-21 for their 100th consecutive district victory, the longest streak in Texas high school football history. Wow. Unbelievable. In 4A, Houston Fur, the Bramos put together a fourth-quarter rally to surge past Houston Yates 27-19, moving to 6-1 on the year and clinching a playoff spot out of District 11-4A Division One. In 3A, Stanton, the Buffaloes sprung the upset on longtime rival Coahoma, taking down the Bulldogs 30-17 for their first victory in the rivalry in six years. In 2A, Munster, in one of the most hotly anticipated games in the state, Colton Deckard ran for a pair of touchdowns, and the Horns' defense squashed Winthorst's attack to beat the defending 2A Division II state champs 16-8. In 1A, Medina. In a critical district opener in District 16-1A Division 1, the Bobcats went toe-to-toe with favored Lakey and came away with a 60-56 upset win. And the private school ranks Brian Brass's Christian. Levi Hancock accounted for 238 total yards and a pair of scores, and the Eagles' defense stood tall in a dominating 48-0 win over Tomball, Rose Hill, Christian. So those are your Week 8 Dairy, or I'm sorry, Week 8 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Pickle. Let's go to the hotline. Oh, wait. We have one more thing to do, don't we? And now a word from our sponsor. From Now On is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On. Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From Now On helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at from now. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 4-1 and one Houston Westside Wolves. We're joined by Coach Jamal Mason. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well and yourself. I'm doing great. How are things in beautiful Houston, Texas? Very good this morning. Um, 
trying to get back focused and ready to play this week, but but things are things are looking up on the west side of Houston. Uh, I'll say, and, and and especially you know last week, taking on a Heights team that you know is 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 considered one of the one of the front runners there in your district. You guys are able to go and get a forty one resounding forty one and nineteen win um, over the Bulldogs. I'm I'm interested. Going into that game, and I know coaches say that you treat every every game the same, but that was obviously pretty critical uh, in in the district uh, in the district eighteen six a race. What did you tell your guys before that game, and and how do you think they executed it? Um, same message I've been preaching since June. Honestly, we just kind of stayed the course. Um, you know, preparation precedes performance, and um, if we prepare the right way, I believe we have a chance in in nearly every game that we play. And um, the way that we prepare is we, we come to practice with great energy, effort, and focus. And if we do those things, then the winning portion kind of takes care of itself. Um, I'm interested in, in talking a little bit about your defense, which which has, has really, I think, it feels like it's grown over the course of, of the season. This is a defense that, that I know you had high hopes for coming into the year. Um do you feel like you have seen those steps from your defense that you were hoping that you would see? Absolutely. Our, our defense has responded to, to every challenge that we've thrown a lot at them. I mean, the um, the Neil kid, we had to have a, pl- uh, a plan going into place for, you know, for that kid because he's, he's a dynamic athlete. Uh, the quarterback is an excellent young man that can do it with his legs and his arms. So, um, the growth of our defense and, and minimizing their production throughout the game had, was, was, you know, vital to our success. But I've seen our defense grow and grow and grow. And the thing about it is, you know, we didn't, we don't even have a senior on the defensive line. All those kids are juniors and sophomores. So, uh, really, really excited about the play of our defensive line. Uh, speaking, we're talking with Jamal Mason, the head coach of the Houston Westside Wolves here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, um, I know one of the questions that you guys had coming into the season was uh, on the other side of the trenches, up front on the offensive line. Um, you've, you've got a big-time playmaker, a guy with a guy who that uh, I know a lot of recruitniks know about and, and not so amazing, but uh, when you take a look at the way that your offensive line has played so far this season, I know that was a concern coming into the season. Uh how do you think that they have come together over the course of these first five games? Well, I just finished great tape this weekend over those guys. So <laughs> we always have some things to work on, but um, their progress and knowing where to go and what to do when they get there is, is continuing to get better. Um, we still have a long way to go before I can say that we, you know, being a former offensive lineman, mm-hmm. um, we have a long way to go before I can say that we're like really good up front, but uh, the progress we're headed in the right direction. And then, you know, um, we have the fixer back there. I mean, he, he fixes a lot of our mistakes in Jabari Kirkendall and, um, you know, once Paul stepped the wrong way and, and, and he's out the gate. So uh, he helps us up front a, a lot and I know we help him as well. So it's kind of, you know, works well together, but um, those guys know their assignments. They're going to the right spots. They're trying to do it the right way. And then when they do make a mistake, we have a back that can do, fix those mistakes pretty quick. You see, Ashley, what you got to do in an interview like this is mm-hmm. make the subject comfortable. And so he's a former offensive lineman at Beaumont Westbrook, former offensive lineman at Texas State. So what you got to do, let him talk about his offensive line. <laughs> he's going to get excited about it. You know what I mean? You know, everyone, everyone wants to talk about quarterback Absolutely. stuff. Let's talk about those big boys up front. That's who's winning these ball games. Um, but, uh, you know, I also – I don't want to I don't want to overlook uh, the, the play of your quarterback, uh, uh, Thaddeus Watson, a guy that I know 
you had high hopes that he would help take you guys to the next level. Um, and, and he's put up some strong numbers this year. He, it looks like he's taking care of the football and, and doing the things you need from, from, from your quarterback. Um, I can look at the numbers and I can tell you that this kid's pretty good, but when you, but, but tell us about your, your quarterback Thaddeus Watson and what he does for your team. Well, it starts with the off the field stuff, you know, Thad's a, you know, 4.0 plus student. Um, he's a worker. He has a great work ethic and he has, and he builds relationships with his teammates. So, um, it's easy for Thad to lead our team because he does a lot of the things that we're asking him to do the right way. Um, especially when no one's looking. So, um, you know, he does a lot of great things on the field. He's a very talented kid with a big arm, and he, he knows when to tuck and run with it. Uh, but more importantly than anything, I mean, he, he kind of keeps everything in order around here. I get a little crazy, you know, trying to get my guys motivated on a daily basis. And he kind of has that calming effect uh, to the guys when I may be, uh, you know, going a little bit crazy, trying to make sure that we're doing things the right way. He understands how to calm the guys down, talk to them, and calm me down some as well. But just a, a great young man who's, you know, most coaches will be very, very pleased to coach Thaddeus. He has a great demeanor and he enjoys playing the game of football. And a lot of times you get, a, you know, you get kids that don't want to play in practice. He loves to practice. So when you got to get the right kids wanting to practice, it kind of elevates everybody around them. Uh, Jamal Mason joining us here on Texas Football Today. Um, coach, I want to ask you a little bit about about the past, you know, year and a half uh, obviously you know the, the the pandemic has hit all of us really hard uh, especially you know you guys there in 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 houston isd it's been it's been up and down stop and go for you guys you know you guys uh, you know didn't open your season till september 9th this year you know last year is such a stilted uh stilted season how have you felt like your kids have responded despite the fact that this has been so such a strange uh t- you know couple of months a couple you know really year or so uh over the course of over the course of the last two seasons uh, I think we you know it started in the spring a few years ago well I guess a year and a half ago or so and we just kind of stayed connected so what we did was we made sure that we met with our kids twice a week no matter what was going on we didn't even know school was going to happen just to stay connected um, then we got to the season, you know, last year, and we were kind of stop and go, stop and go throughout the summer. So we weren't able to do our normal thing. Well, coming into this year, we were able to go through our spring. We're also able to play seven on seven and have summer workouts. And all the preparation from the things that we normally do is, is what's showing at this point. So that's the growth that you see in Thaddeus Watson. That's the growth that you see in the defensive and offensive lines. That's the growth of our team and our program is just built around hard work and consistency. And we were able to do those things throughout the, the spring and the summer. So it's starting to show. Uh, and, and finally, Coach, it is uh, it is on to the next one. I know that. And the next one is, uh, I mean, let's be honest, it's a big one. It, it, it's Houston mm-hmm. Lamar. Uh, you guys will, will take them on uh, this uh, this week. And, um, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but this is a this is the, the team that has, 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 you know, dominated the district. They've got one district loss uh, in, I think, the last 11 years. Um, but you guys get an opportunity Saturday to take them on. I'm 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 interested in what you think are going to be the keys for you guys to go out there uh, and and let's be honest to at least put yourself in the driver's seat to win the district. Yeah, well, um, approaching the week like any other week is is the first step, and that's that's tough to do when it's a big game like this. And 
Uh, you know, our kids came in and one of them said, it's Lamar week. And I said, do you think they're over there saying it's Westside week? So we're not going to come over here saying it's Lamar week. We're going to prepare like we always prepare. We're going to do the things that we do. We're going to chase consistency like we always do. And then we'll see what happens on Saturday. I know if we do our job of preparing um, that we will be in the game um, for sure uh, Saturday night. He's Jamal Mason. He's the head coach of the 4-1 Westside Wolves, and you can watch his Wolves play for a district title 6 o'clock Saturday at Del Mar Stadium when they take on Houston Lamar. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win this past week uh, and the great start to the season, and uh, best of luck Saturday night. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Jamal Mason, head coach. Right. Houston Westside Wolves join us here Texas Football Today. I wanted to get him on. Um, that is a perfect example of a game that I think is probably like not on people's radar mm-hmm. and like a team that's not on people's radar, right? And it's because, you know, look, it's, it's 18-6A. 18-6A has long been dominated by Houston Lamar. Yep. And, um, you know, Westside's got something cooking. And that win over Heights, remember Heights won the district last year. Heights was the team that knocked off Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, Heights won the district. And that win over, over Heights last week really, really cocked my eyebrow. I was like, okay, Something's something special there. Something's something going on cooking. there at Westside. Their one loss in the year is to Summer Creek. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good Summer Creek team, I would oh, say. Yeah. And they have been consistent. That's the thing that I'm very interested in. And, and look, I think I can do it. I think I can beat Lamar. Yeah. I think they can. I think they got an opportunity to go out there and win a district championship. And, and look, hold on. I can look this up. I bet I can. Let's see if I can do this quickly. How quickly I could look up the last time they won a district, uh, an outright district championship. It has probably been... Um, it, the last time they won our district championship was 2009. Um, now, I've made the playoffs every year since 2011. They are a playoff team this year. But this is a huge game, I think, in kind of shaping what that district is going to look like. And I, I think one of those things that, you know, Houston Lamar, their loss last year in district kind of maybe put a, a dent in the armor. Mm-hmm. Westside can signal that it's a new day there in Houston ISD if they can go out there and get that win. It's a huge game there at Del Mar Stadium uh, Saturday night. I'm I'm really excited. I'm going to be playing, paying close attention to it. And so uh, we appreciate Jamal Mason, the head coach uh, of Westside, joining us today. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle? Yes. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, good. I'm ready for some player of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most serving high schooler in the state of Texas every every weekday at noon, or 1234. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com, I believe, is open right now. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell us who you think should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. It all leads up to the, dairy, or it all leads up to the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. El Paso Eastlake running back Elijah Uribe carried the ball 45 times. He is the playbook. For 292 yards and seven touchdowns rushing. He also had four catches for 55 yards and a touchdown through the air. That's just the Good first job, one. Good I was job, say. Elijah Uribe. Good <laughs> job. Good work. It really sets the, the stage when set that's the, the first one. <laughs> Killian Harker Heights running back Rashawn Sanford. 41 carries, 368 yards, and three touchdowns rushing, and he had a touchdown reception. 
Tidehaven linebacker Jose Martinez, 21 tackles, four tackles for loss, a forced fumble, three pick sixes. <laughs> oh, my God. And he had 23 yards rushing, too. Tidehaven linebacker Jose Martinez. <laughs> Light work. <laughs> the Colony running back Camden Wesley, 23 carries, 343 yards, and six touchdowns on the ground for the Colony. Fort Worth Wyatt quarterback Cade Barrett, 426 yards and six, or I'm sorry, and eight touchdowns passing, another two t- rushing touchdowns. We just mentioned him. Houston Westlight athlete Dorian Washington, seven catches, 156 yards, three touchdowns receiving, two tackles, an interception, and returned a fumble, 92 yards for a score. That's a way to compete for a district championship. Westside's big win over (laughs) over Heights. Del Rio quarterback Zach Taylor, 183 yards, three touchdowns passing, 14 carries, 289 yards, and three touchdowns rushing for Del Rio quarterback Zach Taylor. Denton Braswell wide receiver Jerian Wallace, 12 catches, 232 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. Stockdale running back and defensive back Cutter Clancy, 180 yards, three touchdowns rushing, 42 yards and a touchdown passing, and 11 tackles. Finally, Waco La Vega running back Bryson Rowland, 307 yards, four touchdowns rushing, and he had 67 yards receiving. Those are your Week 8 Mr. Tex Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now. I'm glad it's not my job to pick them mm-hmm. at TexasFootball.com. Now to Week 9. Thank you. That's where it always <laughs> It uh, always gets you. <laughs> always gets me. Let me pull this up so I can make sure I tell people what this what we're doing here we're texas football today you know that we, we do a show and people people watch it and sometimes we're on facebook but today we're not because zuckerberg got yeah shout out to everyone who uh didn't complain and just went to youtube i'm glad that we have hey, yeah trust I, me i would much rather be on facebook and youtube yeah we appreciate i think that everyone time. understands at this point that zuck's just out to get us so you know pickle Dave Campbell's Texas Football is ready to unveil its Week 9 statewide Texas high school football rankings for the 2021 season. The rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. DCTF has published the state's most respected Texas high school rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider for the Associated Press since 2019. Weekly rankings are revealed live on Texas Football Today every Monday, and complete rankings can be found at texasfootball.com rankings. Let's roll them out. The Week 9 Dave, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. We will start in Class 6A, where there's a little bit of movement, thanks in large part to Allen's win over Denton Geyer. Their 38-31 win over Geyer nudges them up to number 10. Uh, nudges Allen up to number 10. We drop Geyer from number 4 to number 11, right behind Allen. Uh, we're, we're kind of in that weird situation where now we've got a who beat who and what can we do. That is kind of the only changes. As a result, Duncanville nudges up to number 4, Atascocita up to number 5, Rockwall Heath, Spring Westfield, etc., etc. The top six, uh, top 10, 25, largely unchanged with the exception of Allen moving up to number 10 and Denton Geyer dropping to number 11. Let's matriculate Pickle over to class 5A. In the class 5A ranks, let me make sure I pull this up. 5A Division 1 is entirely chalky. Top 10, 100% unchanged. 1 through 10. No, I lied. I lied. 
I lied. We do have a change. Frisco Lone Star jumps ahead of Longview with their 33-3 win over Frisco Wakeland. We've been very impressed with what Lone Star does. That, to mm-hmm. me, puts them over the top at 6-1. and one. Uh, That will move them up to number 7. Dropping Longview did nothing wrong. They beat Sherman 56-14, but strength of resume has now become so that Lone Star takes that number 7 spot. The rest of the top 10 unchanged. 5A Division 2, we do have a little bit of changes. Number 8, Wichita Falls Ryder drops out with their loss to Lubbock Cooper. Lubbock Cooper remains the same at number 5. Uh, Frisco jumps from number nine, 8 to number uh, 9 to number 8 ahead of their big w- game against number 3 Lovejoy this week. Uh, number 10 Alamo Heights remains the same and into the rankings at number 9. How about those Montgomery Bears? 7-0. Bears. They beat A&M Consolidated 35-28. That earns them the number 9 spot in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football 5A Division 2 rankings. Let's go to number or rather let's go over to 4A now Pickle. Or 4A Division One for once, for once, decided to behave. <laughs> Everyone was a winner or idol, unchanged. Top five remains the same. Austin LBJ, Stephenville, El Campo, Melissa, and Argyle round out the top five. 5A Division Two or 4A Division Two, the same. I'm proud of you guys. Good job. All unchanged. Everyone's a winner with the exception of Geronimo Navarro, who is idol. The top five remains unchanged. Carthage, Gilmore, Salina, West Orange Shark, and China Spring. Big game this week, China Spring and Salido. Yeah. Keep it on that over to 3A Pickle. 3A, we had a little bit of movement here. Okay? So, Columbus beats Yoakum 35-28. to Columbus, uh, Yoakum, I believe, was number f- uh, 5 in the rankings. They drop out of the rankings. Columbus back into the rankings at number 10 by virtue of their big win. And now, I believe, they've still got a, a showdown with Howitzville coming up. That would be a good I one. believe. Uh, Lorena, uh, Leapfrog, uh, Tatum with their win over McGregor. Uh, they are up to number eight, or they are up to number eight. Everyone kind of nudges up a spot. Mount Vernon up to number five, West up to number six, and Grandview up to number seven in the 3A Division One rankings. 3A Division Two, uh, we move Abernathy with their big win over uh, number 10, Idaloo, up to number 6 from number 9. Uh, as a result, Newton and Wascom uh, and, and Canadian all make way for them. They all end up dropping a spot uh, because of that. Uh, Idaloo drops out of the rankings, but the, t- the into the rankings at number 10, who to thunk it? Lubbock Roosevelt. The Eagles are the new number 10 team in 3A Division 2 at 7-0, a romp over Reagan County. And guess who they get this week? Abernathy. Fun, we'll f- fun. Find out a lot. Congratulations to the Eagles for being ranked. First time probably in a while, to yeah. be honest. 2A Division One now. Unchanged. 1 through 10, completely un- unchanged. Top 5 remains the same. Refurio, Shiner, Timpson, Crawford, and Cisco. 2A Division Two, also entirely unchanged. Top 5. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, Liar. That's not true. I lied. I lied. <laughs> I, I, just I was there for it. <laughs> Munster beats Winthorst. As a result, uh, that's number 3 over number 2. We just flipped them. Because I, I don't know about you, Albany may have something to say about that, and all three of those teams are in Region 2, so they'll all meet at one point. But uh, the top uh, uh, Munster leapfrogs Winthorst to number 2. Winthorst drops to number 3. We keep Albany at number 4. Wellington rounds out the f- top 5 there. Over to the six-man ranks. 1A Division 1. No changes here. Top 10 unchanged. Uh, 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 Abbott was idle, but the top five remains unchanged. May, Sterling City, Jonesboro, Abbott, and Water Valley. 1A Division 2, also unchanged. Everyone's a winner, but a lot of uh, four of the teams were idle. But the top five remain uh, unchanged. Motley County, Strawn, Richland Springs, Balmeray, and Follett round out the top five. Into the private school ranks where 
everyone was a winner. Top five, all one. Austin Regents, Parish, Dallas Parish Episcopal, uh, Houston Second Baptist, Fort Worth Nolan, and Episcopal School of Dallas round out the top five. And into the private school, six-man ranks. How about them flames? Marble Falls Faith. Knocks off Austin Veritas, num- uh, 52 to six. That jumps him up to number two in the rankings. We drop, uh, we drop Bolverde, Brack, and Christian down a spot to make way for them. Austin Veritas, by virtue of their first loss of the year, drops to number four. Uh, and Texas School for the Deaf hangs on at number five. Waco Live Oak still unbeaten. Big one over previously unbeaten Plato Quorum Deo. They are the number one team in the state. So those. Are your week nine Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings? You can find complete rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. I can tell you the hype is real in Marble Falls, Texas about those flames. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of messages about that. <laughs> Number two in the state now. Big time. Uh, Number two in the state. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, a couple of things here. One, let's go with, I saw some people in the comments today kind of putting in numbers of other players that they thought were worthy of making the Mr. Texas football uh, nominees. And so just want to remind everyone that Step, Matt Step at Matt underscore Step 817 on Twitter, he starts kind of collecting those ac- during the weekend so that we can have them set by Mondays. So if you have a stat line after a Friday night, just go ahead and tweet at Step mm-hmm. and that's how we crowdsource and find all those numbers so I wanted to remind people of that um, two, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but I guess it's probably worth mentioning a couple questions about Judson um, yeah. not having a head coach any yeah, longer. Yeah, so Rodney Williams has been uh, has been relieved of his duties is the way that Judson ISD put it um, relieved of his duties um, of course Judson's having a disappointing year mm-hmm. from what I understand and I won't get into the I haven't been able to confirm this personally so I won't get into the details but from no. what I understand there was there this is not just about on field an uh, on field performance um, I know the natives have kind of grown restless down there in in um, in, in, in rocket land Uh in-season firings are pretty rare, yeah. and normally, I'm just saying this normally, um, this would this would signal that there is something else going on. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not uh, accusing anybody of, of anything, any malfeasance, but I would say that generally speaking, in my experience, um, something else has to happen. It's not just performance on the field, um, so I don't know. Uh, we're looking to con- we're working to confirm that, uh, but that that is obviously pretty shocking. Whenever you've got a uh, a, a a you know blue blood program like that, a mm-hmm. state champion program uh, that is obviously having a difficult year, and now they are without a head coach. Rodney Williams is out. They have uh, promoted an interim to finish out the season, but they are almost certainly going to miss the playoffs uh, this year. So disappointing year for the for Judson and Rodney Williams is out there at Judson. We will of course have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com. Anything else? Nope, that'll be it. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Houston Westside coach Jamal Mason for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.